You're listening to the World Football Program with all the latest updates from both local and international football. Good morning, Perth. Welcome to another edition of 107.9 Radio Fremantle's The World Football Program. Many thanks to Frank and Jerry for another excellent show. The Celtic Ramblings team will be back again next Saturday morning at the same time. And nice to catch up with the, the guests there. What a show. Anything you missed there, you can always go to the restream by going to Radio Fremantle's homepage, either via the Facebook app or via the website. You can always become a member of the station by ringing during office hours and helping us out that way. Big show today. Uh, Johnny No Mates is in the chair again. My name is Hugh Best. I am one of the regular presenters here of the World Football Programme. We have a huge show lined up. Joining us on the show today will be Molly Appleton. Molly had a bit of a move on the off-season, so we'll get, catch up to her with all things in the women's football side of things, including that marvellous win by the Socceroos last night over Ecuador. We will follow Molly's chat with a chat with Luke Pavlos, the president of Sterling Macedonia, now that the glory experiment at uh, Fortress Macedonia is coming to an end. We'll have a chat to see exactly how that went along and how Macedonia... Uh, shaping up for the upcoming season. A lot of the experts of the local NPL have Macedonia as one of the favourites, which is a, a marvellous thing. Uh, and in the second hour, we'll get into some uh, news, scores and opinions from yours truly, and we will then have a chat with... Uh, oh, let me get the correct pronunciation. Yossam Mwowo, or Uncle Jack, as he is known, who is the head coach at Chipolopo FC. And you'll be going, Chipolopo FC? Never heard of him. That's why he's on, because 
That's what the World Football Program is all about. Uh, those that may or may not know uh, the Zambian national team, their nickname is Chiplopo. So we'll get into that very, very shortly. Uh, like I said, it's going to be me bumbling my way through, as is always the case, whether I've got somebody here helping me or not. I'd like to thank our sponsors, Futsal WA, the biggest and best futsal competition in Perth, Oswest's fencing and wrought iron for custom front fencing gates and gate automation, project manufacturers and installs, and gate and fence hardware WA for all the hardware parts. To make your fence and gate project look schmicko as the <laughs> the author of that particular <laughs> came up with schmicko. That's a great phrase. As I say, we will get into the show big time just after these particular breaks. And joining us very shortly will be Molly Appleton. It's a marvellous day out there today. The NPL is in its second week of the season. The Football Australia Cup had uh, rounds over the weekend as well. We'll get into those results, as I mentioned. And um, again, the, the highlight being that excellent 3-1 win over Ecuador last night. You stick with me. My, as I said, my name is Hugh Best. I will be your host for the next two hours on Radio Fremantle's The World Football Programme. Plenty more to come. Radio Fremantle, 107.9 FM. That's not playing. Why is that? Oh, don't relax. I want elbows and backs. I want to see everybody from behind. Oswest Fencing and Rotine is a fourth-generation family business. Bring us about your custom gate and fence projects. We can manufacture, install, or automate your gates, offer electronic security, or simply just provide sound advice. Let our family look after your family. Oswest Fencing and Rotine. Call us on 9258-6822. Station sponsor. Gate and Fence Hardware WA, your one-stop shop for all gate and fence hardware components, wrought iron, automation and electronic gate security. We can offer great advice and solutions for your project. Trade and layman, welcome. Hardware shipped all over Australia. Contact the team on 92586822 or shop online at gateandfencehardware.com.au. Station sponsor. One hundred seven point nine FM, your local station.
welcome back to the World Football Program 107.9 Radio Fremantle's weekly football show. That was the anthem from the 1994 World Cup, the Gloryland CD, and that was uh, officially by The Crowd. Joining me on the air right now is my favourite Tasmanian, Molly Appleton, the journalist with the Examiner newspaper from Launceston. But she's had a huge move in the off-season. Good morning or good afternoon to you, Molly. How are you today? I'm very good. It's good morning to you as well. It's been a bit of off-season move What's for me. Going but on? Can you hear me, Molly? Fun. I can. Can you hear me? <sighs> okay. I can... It's coming through. What have I done wrong? You hear me. Okay, Molly, what I will do... Something, oh, maybe is it... How about now, Molly? Can you hear me? No, I've pressed the right button there. There is right. something not 100% here at the moment, Molly. What I will do is I will tee up another song and I will get back in touch with you because I know you can hear me, but I can't hear you, and I'm sure the listeners can hear you as well. But there is something that I'm not doing. So I will sort that out on this marvellous uh, board that is lighting up with buttons and um, lights everywhere. And I will be back in touch with you very, very shortly, Molly. My apologies. My apologies, listeners. It is, <laughs> yeah, as typical, usually my fault. And I'll get that sorted in just one moment. <laughs> I was 21 years when I wrote this song I'm 22 now but I won't be for long People ask me when will you grow up to be a man But all the girls I love the school already pushing brands I loved you then as I love you still Though I put you on a bed, still they put you on the pill I don't feel bad about letting you go I just feel sad about letting you know Radio Fremantle's The World Football Programme. Surprisingly enough, that was Billy Bragg from the 1998 Football Fever during the English 
edition of that double CD. That was Billy Braggs of the New England, who will be playing the Frio Social in about uh, two weeks' time. And I will try once more to get Molly Appleton on the line. Good morning, Molly. Can you hear me now? And that is a, another, another, another silly thing I've done right to you. I'm working on it. I'm working on it. It's uh, trying not to panic too much here at the World Football Program because that won't help me problem solve what is happening right now. We'll go to a, uh, another quick break. And I will endeavour to get the lovely Molly Appleton on the air as soon as possible. Stay with me. I am not uh, going to panic and uh, throw myself under a bus just yet, but this problem will be solved very shortly. You're with um, the trainee, and he is working out very, very quickly on how to get the problem under control. Radio Fremantle, 107.9 FM. Oh, don't relax, I want elbows and backs. I want to see everybody from behind. Oswest Fencing and Raw Tine is a fourth-generation family business. Bring us about your custom gate and fence projects. We can manufacture, install, or automate your gates, offer electronic security, or simply just provide sound advice. Let our family look after your family. Oswest Fencing and Raw Tine. Call us on 9258-6822. Station sponsor. Now I believe he's gonna work me into the ground. I pull to the left, I keep to the right. I ought to kill him, but it wouldn't be right. Gate and Fence Hardware WA, your one-stop shop for all gate and fence hardware, components, wrought iron, automation and electronic gate security. We can offer great advice and solutions for your project. Trade and layman, welcome. Hardware shipped all over Australia. Contact the team on 92586822 or shop online at gateandfencehardware.com.au. Station sponsor. One oh seven point nine FM, your local station. And let's see if I've got that sorted. Good morning. Good afternoon, Molly. How are you today? Oh, brilliant. Third time's a charm. Oh, isn't it? Isn't it? Yeah, thank you very much. I, I did sort out that problem. Molly, <laughs> in that uh, six or seven minutes of trying to get that sorted out, <laughs> <laughs> would, you, would you like to tell our lovely listeners uh, your big off-season move, please? Yeah, off-season move. Um, so I've moved over to the big smoke of Melbourne. So I'm not sure if that's much closer to, to WA and Perth, but um, <laughs> I'm now I'm now I'm now on the Big Island, <laughs> um, and I'm yeah still working for a paper in Tassie, just a sister paper. So there in Lonnie, so there's a bit more bit more to cover, which is which is good fun. That's uh, yeah, I mean that, that's the, uh, the the COVID world, isn't it? Now that um, you know mm. you get people who uh, living in a different country working in a in a in a different country, but you that's that's a huge move. But um, yeah, good for you, Molly. Well done. Now, thank you. It's been great. Yeah, I bet it has. So that would uh, put you to go and see the second Ecuador game uh, later on this week. Yes, I've got tickets already. I'm very excited for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, can we start with that then? How 
how great was that game last night? Now, I did, have, last time I was here, have a chat with the lovely Pete Skeeler about, uh, I thought the choice of Ecuador as a friendly was, oh, yeah, I mean, we, we could have gone anywhere, but obviously with the South Americans on a non-FIFA break, all of those um, major sides from South America were playing friendlies as well. Um, but Ecuador turned out to be um, you know, a lot more uh, a, a tough nut to crack than than I think most people uh, were mm. expecting. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, you should never under, underestimate the South American oh, event, no. no matter how, how it turns up. So um, I didn't catch the game. I did see the score, um, and I love when Jackson Irvine scored. Was that Kuehl's, uh first goal? Yes, yes, it was. Yep. So, Wonderful. Yeah, it was, um, well, again, I put my referee's hat on that one. He he looked slightly offside on that one, but that, uh, that, oh. made, that made up... <laughs> Well, I mean, but that made up for the uh, for the dodgy offside call that we had uh, just before then, when um, yeah. the assistant put the flag up, and I thought, oh, that's not right, and it, we had that uh, foul in the box that would have been a penalty. But um, mm. you know, when you, yeah, the, as um, Simon Hill was trying to work out, it was the phase before that of the player coming back from an offside position, but that should never have been called offside. But anyway, um, I thought... Um, the offside rule, once again. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Explain that one in a, in a two-hour time segment. I haven't got enough time for that one. <laughs> yeah, you, you either know it or you don't. You just go, what's he got that flag up for? Oh, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Trust us. Trust us. Yeah. Now, Molly, we haven't spoken to you for... For a while, probably not mm. since last year, we've had in that time frame the excellent news of the Matildas and their friendlies coming up very shortly against Scotland and France. They excite me a lot more than the Ecuador uh, friendlies. Yeah, have. and I think England's in there as well. You've got to Scotland, England and France, I think. Yeah. By memory, and yeah, I mean, fantastic. All, all, of, all those three, especially... Um, with the teams that were coming up against Scotland and Ireland, whilst you don't want to say they play the same, a similar sort of football where it's just tough as yep. um, to play against them. And England, I think, have to go in as one of the favourites for the World Cup after the Euros. So oh, um, yeah. we couldn't ask for better. It'll be interesting to see what France have. I think it's the week before the World Cup starts. That's right. Yep. Uh, yep. And obviously there's been different things going on with their, with their coach and... And I think the coach the coach did end up getting the sack there, which is uh, a positive sign, but it depends on what happens yeah. next. So, obviously, mm. they've got the talent, though, to, to compete and probably uh, the talent pool to, to uh, you know, make finals um, for the World Cup. So, I think they're, they're brilliant. I, you can't argue with any of those. I think uh, you've got that, and then we've got the three games that played end of last year as well, I think, with... with got into a really good rhythm of what teams and oppositions and we're not sort of backing away, um, you know, just playing Brazil every time. Um, <laughs> which Brazil's wonderful and fantastic. I love playing Brazil. Um, and I think it'll be a challenge the next time we come up against them. But um, it's good to be getting a lot of variety. And, and um, yeah, they'll be, they'll be peaking at the right time too. So it's exciting. Well, that's right. Particularly, as you say, with the with the French. I mean, I, I don't remember the last time we played the the French uh, in the women's side of. Uh, I mean, twenty. Before the last World Cup, I think by memory we got flogged. We got flogged with um, France played. I think a five back and just they just or three back and they just absolutely were too fluid for us and we didn't do well at all. It was just before the World Cup, I think, last time around. 
Yep, yep. I think you're right there, Molly. Well, I'm not think. <laughs> if, if, you, if you've said it, <laughs> I, can not... the, I can remember the game. I can't quite remember where it fits, but I'm pretty sure it was just for the world. <laughs> 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 it was when France were getting all the friendlies in because they couldn't do the Euro qualifiers. Cause obviously, they'd already qualified for the World Cup. <laughs> That's right. Yep, yeah, they were. Were they the host? They were the host of the, uh, the the World Cup that uh, that cycle, weren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so it was when they were getting all those friendly things. They weren't doing the same as uh, the qualification process as the Euros, uh, as the European sides were. Yep. Now uh, we've seen with the women's Euros that uh, everyone's favourite striker is doing quite well, but um, Caitlin Ford, um, oh. how cool is she? She's been unreal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's been unreal. I mean, um, I think whatever break she had in the off-season, um, you know, let's keep giving that to her when she needs it because she's just been really, really good. I think um, even those three games they played in Oz at the end of last year, she didn't play the first game and then she came out firing the next two and she's firing for, for Arsenal. I think she was really their bright spark. Um just midweek like the other day. So I think that, yeah, um, Caitlin Ford, uh, it's not quite a secret weapon, is it? He's oh, playing no. in Arsenal <laughs> and, you, and you're playing very well. But I think a lot of the focus is, of course, on care and rightly so. Yeah, that's um, true. But, you know, when you've got Caitlin Ford coming in in as well and then you add someone like Mary Fowler and different players we've got, just, you just think, gee, we've got such a great attacking Attacking team, don't we? That can change the game on a yeah, dime. Yeah, I said to uh, anyone who wants to listen, that <laughs> still to this day, that when we had uh, Sam Kerr and Caitlin Ford as the the attacking two options for the Perth Glory women's side, that we were watching world class at that stage. We were going, oh, yeah, Sam's okay. You, you, know, you don't understand the one in the number nine. No. <laughs> 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 you're going to be well beaters, but you need to watch the locals to see the next. The next world beaters. Yeah, well, I know Sydney FC was the same when we had Sam Kerr yep. and um, Caitlin Ford and Kaya Simon for a oh, few seasons there. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just oh, gorgeous to watch. And you don't have to, like, you see them with titles for both Perth and, and Sydney when, when they were linking up and you go, yeah, of course they've got so many A-League women's titles. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's not hard to work out, is it? You know? Yeah. <laughs> Surprisingly enough, if you've got a talented uh, squad, you win stuff. <laughs> unless, you're Man- <laughs> unless you're Manchester City. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, there's a whack. Thank you very much. But yeah, and that, uh, that game, that Arsenal, they end up uh, playing at Bayern Munich in front of 20,000. So it's, uh, it's, it's a healthy, uh, healthy stat that the female side of things, particularly uh, in Europe, is just going gangbusters. So with the, yeah. with the World Cup coming up, um, and, and particularly these friendlies, but, um, can I... Ask you whether you think Steph Catley because they, they they put a non-contact foot injury. I mean, do... yeah, I mean, there's mystery throughout yeah. it, isn't it? Um, and if my memory does serve me right, Catley has had a couple foot injuries over the years. Um, obviously, she's been fit like recently for the last year or season or two, but I think she does have a foot injury that that has popped up before. So I wonder if that's the same one, and they're just trying not to. Not to say um, at this point in time, I think there's enough months between now and the World Cup, so just let her rest it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bring her back maybe for France, uh, for the Matildas, and yeah. just sit her out for the rest of the EPL season. I don't know, but yeah, mystery 
mystery surrounds that. I'd, I'd like to know more about that, but I think there's a lot of us that would like to know a lot more about that injury than what's been let on. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a, a difficult uh, balance between the club side going, we want this international superstar for a, a long time, but the reason we signed this international superstar is that we wanted to be playing for the club side. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's, a, it's a difficult balance because I can imagine Gustafsson's going, no, 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 <laughs> cotton wool, thank you very cotton much, wool. cotton wool. <laughs> We need her, you know, Carpenter's back, yes, but we still need, we need our first choice full-back, so, yes. Well, that, 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 that is great news, isn't it, with, uh, with Ellie coming back uh, and that, uh, that tie that Chelsea played against um, uh, mm. Lyon. Lyon, uh, yeah. yeah. Unbelievable, you know, it, it, it's, yeah. Me, and I can imagine in, uh, in, in your neck of the woods as well, the excitement for Australia to not only go deep, but you know, almost an expectation now to, to at least make the final of the mm-hmm. uh, the upcoming Women's World Cup. You, you just rattle off these players and go, oh, my goodness. And that's um, that's not even bringing in, the, like, the goalkeepers. We've got that, we've got that yeah. wonderful, wonderful situation of who's the starting goalkeeper <laughs> because we've got, we've got three, well, you know, world-class goalkeepers for the Matildas mm-hmm. going, well, is it Mackenzie Arnold? Is it, you know, mm-hmm. who? Oh, well, Again, Keegan Particularly when that third one is uh, the, the cool head and, and and the skill sets of Alana Kennedy, you think, well, oh, sensational. Well, and another set piece specialist as well. <laughs> where it's thirty yards out, you want something in the top bins. Yeah, like, yeah. She can definitely produce that too. Yeah. <laughs> you just go, Sam. You go stand on the edge of the six yard box because if I <laughs> if I hit the, uh, the the corner there, you'll be just tapping in. <laughs> just yeah, it'd be easy. <laughs> you know. <laughs> The old Paul Brightner, you know, I'll just stand here. When it hits the woodwork, tap it in. Thank you very much. Goal. Away but we go. You watch, you watch Chelsea. I think that was the difference between watching Chelsea and Arsenal this, this week, and it's probably most weeks, but just watching them in, in, in Europe. And 
Um, you know, Sam Kerr is always lingering in the box for those second yeah. balls. And you've got a couple others there at Chelsea where they're just ready for, you know, that second ball. Whilst Arsenal didn't quite have that. So you had Caitlin Ford going forward. There was one or two rebounds that she produced, but there was no one there sweeping up putting pressure on the goalkeeper. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Um, yeah. And it's a mouth-watering tie in the um, the English Women's Super League with um, Man City, te- well, Chelsea being the, the home team taking on Man City. I mean, that's both sides um, are on 13-game undefeated streaks. You think, that, that is just unheard of. You know, a, a, a club on a 13-game <laughs> undefeated streak yeah. is ridiculous. But to go, yeah. no, no, both of them. <laughs> it's just... and. Uh, City, you know, the uh, the City group itself, um, they don't go into anything by, you know, mm-hmm. keep, keeping their wallet in the pocket going, well, we'll see what happens. They, they've they gone gangbusters. And like you said, mm-hmm. that, that Kennedy, Kennedy Haley Razzo and Mary Fowler playing for City, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I can't wait for it. I really cannot wait for this game. It's going to be absolutely amazing. I mean, Chelsea are top on 37 points. And uh, they're only what five points clear of Arsenal in fourth place with uh, with City in. That's tight, isn't it? It's tight. Yeah. It's what you want this time of year, though. You don't want someone having wrapped up the title a few like a month or so out. So I think oh, it's brilliant, isn't it? Like you've got a game like that that could decide where the title goes, and then it's still to play for. Even if say Chelsea pick up three points, there's still possibilities that uh, one of the Manchester teams or Arsenal can still tap them on the shoulder and shake them up a little bit. So it's, yeah, it's super exciting that we've got so many Matildas and Aussies over there playing and I think is a testament to, to our game and our development and um, something that we should we should be proud of, really proud of too. Yep. Yeah, there was a um, a tweet from Optusport that went, Sam Kerr and Hayley Razzo on the score sheet, clockwork. Chelsea win, Manchester City win, another week for the Aussies just do their thing. It's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, the usual, yeah. Yeah, yeah we're yeah. comfortable with this. Good. <laughs> <laughs> and isn't, hasn't Razzo looked so good lately as well? She's just found a stride again. Yeah. I love, I love seeing that, yeah. And she's often overlooked in the in the discussions of some of the uh, you know the, the the bigger names of the Matildas, and, and it's like Hayley Hayley Russell's doing she's doing the business. There's no two ways about it. Stuff, yeah. But uh, she and, knows the way to go. She's that pattern of pace is frightening. Oh. And then you add on someone like Courtney Vine as well in oh, that yeah. group, and you've just got players that are just yeah trying to pick that front line. Difficult, and you've got <laughs> players that you would you would put down as the first te- first names on the team sheet. Like it's just yeah, crazy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gustafsson, um, he's he's lucked into a uh, a, 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 a star filled squad, and uh, yeah, again, I'd like to hope that he's not. Um, What's the phrase I'm looking for? He, he's aware of the expectation. You know, this, these are mm-hmm. g- generational players. You know, we, we talk mm. as um, as most do about the the Socceroos' golden generation when we had Kuehl, we had Viduka, and we had Greller, and we had you know th- those those Durant, players. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I can rattle them off, and the, you know, <laughs> that golden generation that that's gone. You know, this this Matildas is well. In my opinion, uh, of a of a higher skill set that, than that one, and that and that's that's high praise indeed because that um, that Socceroo side of um, well, not even the 06 Socceroo side, but yeah, j- just before that as well, like 
They were yeah. they were world class. This one is, you know, um, in my opinion, World Cup winning class. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think um, I, I definitely think we can go really deep um, with the home crowd behind oh, yeah. us as well. I mean, it's such a, it's sort of one of those moments that you really step up or the pressure's going to get you. And um, I think we've been preparing really well against those tough teams and, and having home games where the crowds are, are full um, and, you know, bringing that expectation there and, and knowing what it's like to play Spain and, yeah. and England. And England, like, that's going to be a packed crowd. Uh, they sold out the tickets within, like, 12 hours or something <laughs> stupid. I don't know if they ended up going to a bigger ground or not. I can't remember. But I know there were lots of people complaining they couldn't get the tickets. So where are they playing um, again, Molly? Is it, is it the Parramatta ground again or, or not? Oh, the England games over in... So England-Scotland will be over in the UK. Oh, that's um, right. I was thinking of the, the away leg. That's right. And then right. the France game will be in Melbourne the week before the World Cup. I think but it's the 14th. Are they, play, they were playing at Brentford's ground, weren't they? July. I think it... Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, right. that's right. Yeah, yeah which yeah. only holds like 20,000, 20, I think it is. Yeah, yeah. Nice ground. Great ground. Yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine the England fans will be happy um, trying to trying to squeeze into there. Yeah. And then not, you've got your expat Aussies over yeah. there. We're, we're loud enough over there. They should... Yeah, probably do need a bigger crowd. Yeah, no, it's a, it's another, uh, you know, I won't say odd, but it, it's a it's a head scratcher because move, when yeah. um when the English FA were, were sorting out the grounds for the uh, the recent Euros, and they went, oh, you know, we're not hundred percent sure mm. what sort of crowd we're going to get, and they they all sold out. You know, they had them almost in, you know, pub. What was that ground? The, the Dagenham Redbridge ground, I think it was, which yeah, held about eight thousand. Yeah, like, and you think, do you not learn your lesson? Like you, you you're, well, you're you're the, you're the reigning European champions. Yeah. You're, you're playing the, the host of the World Cup, who are one of the favourites to win it, and you put it into. And like, you know, you've got expat Aussies <laughs> over there as well, so it's not like we're you know there's no connection yeah. or anything between the countries. There's a strong Aussie England connection wherever sure. you go in both countries. Um, yeah, no, I do agree. At least, at least on the bright side, FIFA had some common sense to change where the opening World Cup game is yeah. for the Matildas. Um, so to a much bigger ground, you could almost say the same there in terms of Sydney Football Stadium. I think is that that's again under thirty thousand. I think it must have been. Yep, that's um, right. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. going from that to somewhere a lot bigger, um, at, I think it's at Olympic Park. Now I get confused when they've changed all the names <laughs> for the World Cup. No branding, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Stadium, that's that. Yeah, because um, yeah, ours yeah, over here now is called really the sorry. Perth Rectangular Stadium. It's like, where's that? <laughs> it's where the glory play, mate. Oh, hang on, no, it's not because... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can imagine I'll, I'll go to people, yeah, it's where the glory play, and you'll see people rocking up at the Macedonia's Park going, there's no World Cup game here. There's What's no about? World Cup game here. What have I done? <laughs> oh, Molly, the A League. We haven't even uh, touched on the uh, the women's A League. What uh... hasn't it been a great season? Oh, with, <laughs> I, I, again, it's uh, throw a blanket over the, the the whole competition. I mean, the Gloria over here. Uh, they're, they're just oh, they're one of the unlucky stories of the season. I think like they're, they're playing yeah. sensational soccer. Yeah. And just not getting the three points all the time. 
but not losing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, come on. Yeah. It's like, we're not losing and we're not winning and we're playing the other team off the park. And... I think Canberra had that for a little while as well. A bit of this season as well. Last season, by memory, they, they were shocking at that as well. And um, Yeah, first, and I mean, it's a tough run-in as well. So Yeah, for us, um, yeah. You know, some of those missed points could have easily been making making you finish fourth if you picked up. Yeah. Just a couple couple more at that time this season, which is great, but also really frustrating if you do get to, yeah. you do get to miss out by the couple of points that you dropped here. <laughs> well, I mean, I can see it happening, Molly. You, you, we, yeah. We, and it was the case last year with the with the Glory Women's side as well. That that man, it was such a a standout as a an odd result. That spanking we got from Adelaide. Mm. Last year was it was goal difference that knocked us out, and and, and I, I went through the. I thought, well, you know, we had a good season. I went ah six nil against Adelaide. Mm. There's the goal difference, and that game was just. And Adelaide's the team that's pushing for the top four that season, and yeah, yep, a huge difference. Now, while we're talking about the uh, the A League W, what about Canberra and the poo they found themselves in? Oh, yeah, I know. And then you can say the same for Brisbane as well, I think. Yeah, yeah. And just the paperwork. I'm glad that they have sorted out Canberra, though. I think they've got the three points now. Early Brush officially has the latest winners. The line the club went for, which I'm all for. Yeah. the legend, so let's give her that. Um, And, yeah, gee, isn't that a head-scratcher? Right, you you expect the referees to, to agree on how many subs. Yep. And um, I think they were off the belief that one was a head injury, mm-hmm. concussion, so that's, that should have been the medical sub. That's right. But that's a, obviously a bit of a fuzzy rule by the sounds of it. Um, yeah, they're, yeah. They're, that certainly needs tidying up because uh, obviously the... Well, I won't say obviously because we don't know obviously what happened, but, uh, yeah, you would think that uh, as FIFA have, there are X amount of subs that you're allowed to have in whatever competition it is, which is agreed to by the local uh, authorities. But that uh, that concussion rule, particularly with head injuries uh, yeah. in, in, in the forefront of everybody who plays um, mm-hmm. contact sport, you, you need to have that ability to go, well, you know, she needs to be... She. They need to be subbed that, out of the that, game. That player needs to be subbed out on. because of a head injury. So for yeah. for their safety, we sure. we shouldn't be penalised because it's not a tactical sub. It's a it's as you said, Molly. It's a medical sub. With this, this is yeah. for the safety of the player. So, 100%. so it was an odd one, yeah. But the the FA is Independent Disciplinary and Ethics Committee. Oh, I like that. that, that. It's a, it's a, oh, I don't know. I think it's a, I think it's just a right a right mess. And then having. Brisbane Raw dodge points, or not dodge points, but just taking away one of their wins because yep. um, often fielding an ineligible player. Like, surely there's four or five people that run their eyes over the team sheets and would know these numbers. Like, whether that's the FA, whether that's the league, whether that's the team, yep. the opposition. Like, there's so many people running their eyes over this, as well as the media's kept count of how many there's. We get, we get a media guy going, just how many, you know, passes and touches they've yep. had. There's yep. enough. There's enough information out there to know which players are eligible and not. Um, that I'm not putting blame to anyone, but like it's just no. reeks of unprofessionalism and having them both in the same what two two weeks. Yeah. Um, the Canberra one and the Brisbane stuff. I think it just it reeks, unfortunately, and it, yeah. it sucks. It's really tough, but um, 
yeah, the league needs to do better, better whether that's at a club yep. or whatever. We're letting down these players yep. that have left everything on the field. They've followed the rules. They've followed yeah. what the coaches have said, what the managers have said, what, what admin have said. And they're getting penalised even though they've won on the field. Like, yep. they're playing in th- th- uh, at 3 p.m. on a an, on an Saturday afternoon. Like, we're asking enough of these players. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You know, time everything else around them sort of stood up as well. Um, And, yeah, just disappointing. Just massively disappointing that you've got two admin errors. One's obviously been turned over, but still, like, it shouldn't... In a season like this season where the games have been so tight, you know, Wellington beat Sydney, that would have been unheard of last season. Yeah, yeah. You know, Perth have been great. There's been some really good games, even... Even Newcastle, who's down the bottom, there's other things going on. But overall, they've produced some really good, fun football to watch. Um, Yeah. 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 And it's still working. I'm looking at the Keep Up uh, article there, and thank you very much for Keep Up for for the app that they have produced. The the APL can still appeal. They, you know, they, they've oh. uh, they've got seven days yeah. of receiving the written determination, which which they've already got, and then so this can still go on for another week or two. It's just uh, this amazing. sounds like trying to get your bond your bond back for renting. <laughs> yeah. Back I, and I, forth, I, back I, and forth, yeah. and you're just waiting for it going right. Yeah. Just give me an I, I cleaned that shower. I did honestly. <laughs> can I have my money? No, no, no. I just have to have another look. What about that oh, carpet? Molly, before I let you go, what what do you think about the expansion idea for the the A-League, particularly with the, the second club mm. coming in from New Zealand. I've heard more than a few people over here going, why are we promoting uh, not only a different country but a di- different confederation in our particular organisation? I think I think the bond between Australia and New Zealand is so strong that yeah. that doesn't bother me. I think, of, of course, there's questions of depth, but they've got a World Cup there. It's yes. gonna it's gonna be a long slog, so I'm hoping they've got some really good long term plans in place. And um, I think Western United set set the bar with how to enter the competition. Um, but in terms of it being an Australia New Zealand thing, obviously I think the pinch will be felt more for you guys in Perth with how far away it is. So <laughs> yeah. that is a little a bit different. I don't quite understand that as much as you guys would feel it and know it. Um, but I think. Yeah, just the relationship between the two countries. It's helping us both grow. I think it's only a positive thing. Ultimately, New Zealand have produced some phenomenal players yes, and then they they've got players that they've picked off up from our youth system mm-hmm. that have gone and yeah. made the switch over. Rebecca Stout's first one, I think, off with that. Yeah, um, good, good call. Good call. So, um, yeah, like, I think it's, a, I think it's a, a positive thing overall. I really hope they've got some good long-term plans to make it sustainable in New Zealand. Obviously, you're looking at different population levels than what Australia has, and Australia doesn't have the biggest population levels to begin with, no. you know. So um, I'm really hoping that they've got the, the structures in place. Um, but I think it's really, really positive. And if you've got some smart operators there, um, I think it's great that they want to bring in men's and women's to both those teams. Um, yeah. Obviously, Canberra already Canberra's already got that, yeah, yeah. So that's a little different, but yeah. that's also exciting to see the women's led the way. Hopefully, the men can, but the culture can come off the women's team, unlike all the other clubs, really, where sure. the culture's come off the men's team. So 
that's exciting for that one. But I think, yeah, you've, you've got a club that wants to put both men's and women's. I think that's fantastic. So do you um, think that the Canberra men's side will be called Canberra United? Because um, there's that... Yeah, I hope so. There's that sensibility in the, the old glory days of the Canberra Cosmos, you know. So with the women's game growing as strong as it has, I'd like to hope that they go, we're Canberra United... You need mm-hmm. to be Canberra United, not the other way around. Oh, we want to be Canberra Cosmos. So now that you uh, yeah, are the A League W established one title, you need to change your name. So it should be the other way around. That's an interesting conversation. Yeah. I think. If you think of uh, in America, I think particularly Portland, I think the biggest one that you could draw upon in terms of Portland Thorns, Portland Timber are yeah. two completely different names, but they very much share the same That's culture. Right. They right. share yeah. the same ground. They um, do all those things together and there's a lot of unity with within that despite the different names but you also so get that, know, that, that doubling doubling up of um of promotion and uh and, and advertising and, and and merchandise so you know do you do you yeah. really want to go down that path of doubling your your outlay for essentially one franchise it's going to come down to uh what the people in Canberra want. Yeah, um, I mean, <laughs> yeah, can right. it be? Can it be like a soccer city like Portland and, and support to, to like and some other like Seattle? I think the same. There's a few others in the US that are very similar, where they've got different names, but they're the same franchise ultimately, um, with the same you know bosses in place and that sort of stuff. Um, so I think it depends what. I don't think it's going to dampen the the women's side. I think we've got our supporters out there. They're phenomenal they pack out the park all the time like, <laughs> um, you know you try and buy one of their jerseys by the end of the season and they're all gone you go i just wanted that ellie brush jersey and now it's gone um, but um yeah so i think that i think that it's not going to dampen the women's side of it i think it'll just make it harder for the men to not catch up it's probably not quite the right word but um to be embraced as quickly as maybe it could be if it was Canberra United if they decided to switch over to Cosmos. Now, you'd have more of a, a sensibility about this one than, than most people that we would talk to. What's your feeling that with this expansion, Tasmania were not involved again? Um, it's a tough one. It's a really tough one. Cause I, obviously, I would love a Tassie team. Um, I, think, I think that the biggest thing for Tassie would be to get a statewide team into the second division. And I know that bucks the trend of we're going clubs, we're going whatever, but I think the second division is how Tassie's going to get into it. We don't have the right ground at the moment. Even if we did get this AFL stadium in, it's not, it's not right. Like, no. we don't, it's not the right move. Um, no, no. In all honesty, in, in a lot of facets, but definitely not for soccer. I think we need a rectangle stadium that's not as big as what, um, you know, an AFL stadium would be in Tasmania. Um, yeah, I think ultimately it probably comes down to a bit of money as well, so that's why. But I think, mm-hmm. uh, you know, if we're going to have a pathway and have young our young Tassie talent, which we've got, you know, Nathaniel yeah. Atkinson went to the World Cup. Like, yeah. we can reduce these players. Um, but I think a second a second division would be uh, team would be the best way to go about it. And um, I would hope that... I know Staff Hobart have put up their hand. Um, I would hope that... Yeah, they can bring some unity within Tassie with that, and not try and not get the other yeah. clubs offside. Particularly, um, 
yeah, yeah. there's a lot of North v South stuff. Yeah. Can you remind our listeners, so. Molly, was it three uh, consortiums from uh, Tasmania that put their hand up for the second division or was it just South Hobart? Oh, it was just South Hobart, yeah. Oh. Yep. So Devonport say Yeah, I thought the, it was Devonport. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, Devonport say, um, you know, they support a statewide team. Yep. Um but they don't have the finances to be able to, to do a, to do that. It's been long-standing with the president that's been in uh, that that's been in the last few years, or more than probably a few years. He's been there maybe five years or <laughs> yeah, so now. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he's he's always stood going. No, we don't have the finances for it. Um, it's not the right move for us. It needs to be a state state team. Um, and I see a lot of a lot of merit <laughs> in that. Um, oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so it'll be it'll be interesting to see. Interesting, um, but there's no none of the Lonnie teams, I believe, did put put up their hands. The only one I saw was South Hobart, and I think that was expected with with what what they've got in place. In that they're always aiming for that extra level, so I think mm. that's that's why they've gone for it. Molly, I have taken up far too much of your time and you are always so generous with it. Uh, apologies for that. Thank you very much for joining us um, and apologies once again for <laughs> my, my dummy head moment at the beginning because, you know, it's got to press the right buttons it in the right order. The yeah, but it happens to me all the time, Molly, so that, that, that's why I'm not even in that consideration of being the second best of us. <laughs> It's like, when is he ever going to get it right? Um, <laughs> obviously not today. <laughs> Molly, thank you for joining us. We'll uh, get in touch with you again if uh, that's okay with you later on in the season. Mm-hmm. We love talking to, with you and your passion is is for all to hear. And thank you for your time today, Molly. Have a great day. Enjoy the, uh, the Ecuador game and we'll talk very soon. No worries. Thanks, Huey. Bye. Bye. That was Molly Appleton, the examiner's reporter, now based in Melbourne, and she is also the the founder and uh, the presenter of Molly's Rants on Facebook. So if you get the opportunity, make sure you flick th- on your Facebook page, look for Molly's Rants, and go there because we didn't even touch on Molly's Rants, and there is always a wealth of information, particularly on the women's game, to be found there. You're on 107.9 Radio Fremantle's The World Football Program. The trainee is in the chair. It is coming up to 5 minutes to 11 o'clock. After the break, we will have Sterling Macedonia's president, Luke Pavlos, join us on the phone and we will find out all things Macedonia. Plenty more to come on 107.9 Radio Fremantle. Radio Fremantle, 107.9 FM. Oh, don't relax, I want elbows and backs. I want to see everybody from behind. Oswest Fencing and Rotine is a fourth-generation family business. Bring us about your custom gate and fence projects. We can manufacture, install or automate your gates, offer electronic security or simply just provide sound advice. Let our family look after your family. Oswest Fencing and Rotine. Call us on 9258-6822. Station sponsor. Now I believe he's gonna work me into the ground. I pull to the left, I keep to the right. I ought to kill him, but it wouldn't be right. Gate and Fence Hardware WA, your one-stop shop for all gate and fence hardware, components, wrought iron, automation and electronic gate security. 
We can offer great advice and solutions for your project. Trade and layman, welcome. Hardware shipped all over Australia. Contact the team on 9258 6822 or shop online at gateandfencehardware.com.au. Station sponsor. One oh seven point nine FM, your local station.
just there again from that uh, wonderful Gloryland 1994 World Cup CD. That was anybody? Bueller? That was, in fact, Fleetwood Mac with their track, Blow by Blow. Joining us on the line now is Sterling Macedonia's president, Luke Pavlos. Good morning, Luke. How are you this morning? Good morning. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, I'm very good, thank you. That's excellent. The good news is <laughs> everything's worked as well as it has. Luke, the uh, season's kicked off. Everybody, yeah. ha- everybody, you know, I won't say everybody, but almost everybody, have uh, Massey's as one of the favourites to take out the whole thing. How do you feel about that, and how does the season look so far? Again, we only got that small sample size of one game, but was it what a game it was? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's nice to, to go into the season, I guess, as um, you know, one of the favourites. Um, I guess last year we had uh, a pretty good season all round, you know, just missing out on the last game. A few slip-ups along the way during the course of the year really cost us in taking out the league. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, we've, we've added some, some really good depth to the squad uh, for this year. Um, and I think, yeah, we will definitely be up there contesting for it. Um, but it's a long season ahead, so we'll just make it up game by game. Of course yeah. it is. All right, there you go. Just put the, uh, the fire hose on that one. Well done, mate. <laughs> Now to start the season with um, with that um, game against uh, Olympic, how cool was that? Yeah, that was, that was a great opening game. I guess um, you know talking to Football West at the start of the season, you know, and us having the the current infrastructure in place with you know the stands from Perth Glory. Mm-hmm. I said, what game do you think would you know really be a nice curtain opener for you? And I said, well, for that one itself, yeah. The clubs, you know, previously were. Um, were aligned. Um, you know, the Olympic was the, the, the first club that you know we were associated with back in what was it nineteen sixty three or something like that. Um, and the club sort of split later on down the track, Sterling forming its own and Olympic um, its own itself. So um, it's a friendly rivalry. It's yeah. a pretty strong rivalry. Yep. Uh, so having that as the curtain raise was was great. We had a, a really good function you know prior to and brought down our. Premiership team from 1983, um, and yeah, had some special guests and stuff, and a bit of culture, and we had about 1,500 people to the game. So, wow. you know, really good game to start to start the season. That's sensational. Now, um, with the you know, surprising news for me that um, Sterling wasn't selected as one of the host venues for the upcoming World Cup, will that uh, infrastructure for the Perth Glory? Once the uh, A League W finishes, will that still remain in place at the end of the season, or have um, venues West got their eyes on putting that somewhere else? Um, well, all the infrastructure there—you've got, you know, two, sorry, four um, generator um, light towers. Mm-hmm. You know, that they create five hundred bucks each. They wow. come out, yeah, or it's not each in, in, in total. So yeah, there's yeah. a thousand lux yeah. uh, at our ground. You know, with them involved. And then the Northern Grandstand, which, you know, looks amazing, um, and it is amazing. You know, that definitely has to come out, unfortunately. It's basically most our car park. That's what I was so, going to say. That's <laughs> right in the middle of the car park, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, um, and the council were really good to us last week, allowing us to use the backgrounds as they have done with the Glory Games, you know, for parking. But yes. as you get more into that winter season... Oh, yeah, that, that's going to be... just tear it up. Oh, yeah. yeah. So um, that definitely has to go. The mm-hmm. Southern one... Um, 
yeah, they can probably stay, but it's whether or not, you know, venues were uh, happy for it to stay. Again, it's all hired stuff. And then even the seating in the grandstand, that's all temp at the moment. We've actually got a GoFundMe page running um, to try raise some cash just to just to fill that at the moment. Um, we're, we're doing pretty well in terms of raising some money, but, um, yeah, it'd be nice to, to get a little bit more. Give that, um, give, that because, the, yeah. give that the plug it deserves there, Luke. Yeah, yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, but we, we just don't want those wooden fences back. You know, that's the plan at the moment, to put them back. And, you know, um, I think everyone, you know, can see for themselves that, you know, the, the place looks amazing. And, 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 you know, from a comfort perspective, it's a lot better having those stadium-style seats. So they're not cheap. Um, nope. We've got quote in place to do it. It's about 110000 So um, we're slowly raising money now towards that. That's that's good news. Um, going forward, will the A League W side continue to? I mean, I know you probably there's still negotiations that need to be taking place. Will uh, the Perth Glory women's side be likely to be back at Macedonia Park next season? Yeah, yeah, they, they definitely will. Oh, we've sensational! Got, uh, yeah, yeah, the, the women are definitely back there. We've got. Uh, uh, two more years in agreement with them. Oh, I didn't know that. Site. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, we're really excited to have them down there. It's been uh, it's been great. You know, I, I think for them personally, having the the, uh, the late afternoon fixture, um, it probably would work better if they were Saturday night games. Yes, it the would. The game we had with them previously was, you know, 7 o'clock on a, on a Saturday night. Yeah. And I think we got about 2,000 people to that game. Um but yeah, the the games average probably around eight hundred to a thousand, uh, which is still good numbers. Yeah. Um, but it's just sort of a late afternoon and completely different vibe. I think if yeah they change the fixturing for next year and the facility allows for it because our lights are a hundred bucks and, and all that, so it does allow for it. Um, but it just comes down to broadcasting yeah. to <laughs> what they think the best spot is, which unfortunately doesn't always sort of no well no WA. it's yeah. the um, yeah. The the tyranny of distance and 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 the the clock itself, yeah. yeah. I, I've we've in this state have bemoaned that fact for a, for a long long time. You know, forty degrees and kicking off at four o'clock. It's like really <laughs> try yeah. try doing that over east. Oh, that's right. You don't get forty degrees over there. So they have um, yeah lack of sympathy for us in, in that particular instance. But yeah, that Saturday night game was sensational, and, and it just um, as Pete Skiller will will always tell you, and uh, Sean Kelly. Football under lights is—I mean—that's what it's made for. I, I believe yeah. it, it just—it's yeah. just a, a completely different spectacle. Yeah, and I, I think we're really fortunate at the moment with some of the investment that has gone into some of the other facilities. You know, there are other venues where we can have you know, games under lights now, like Kingsway's. Yeah, you know, their lights running tonight, um, seven o'clock kickoff on that one. So you know, that's great. Um, Sorrento's got great lights. Bayswater's got great lights. Yep. So. You know, some of those night fixtures are great because it just brings um, people that are interested in football to the games um, and, you know, there's no clash in terms of, you know, those other fixtures. And, and that's why, you know, last weekend we did that 7 o'clock kickoff because we knew there'd be a lot of interest yeah. around both the clubs and, you know, there was uh, a variety of people from other clubs that come down and had, had a watch. And the likelihood of that continuing, like I say, with the lights now being, um, well, broadcast uh, standard... The, the likelihood of uh, more seven o'clock kickoffs on a Saturday. Uh, have you got those? Yeah, yeah, we've definitely locked some in. Um, some of the bigger fixtures have been locked in with Football West at the moment, mm-hmm. um, 
and then you, you know we'll just take it on a case by case from there throughout the course of, of the year. Um, it, it definitely works in our favour having you know those those later games. Um, as you get into those winter months, you know, <laughs> it's a little bit harder. Yeah. Um, but but it, definitely the, the balmy sort of summer, you know, autumn type months, it's, yep. it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was, uh, yeah. As I was asking that question, I went, "Hang on a minute, Huey. When you were refereeing those seven o'clock games, and it was freezing cold, how happy yeah. were you to do? <laughs> At least I was running around, I suppose. Um, yeah. yeah, no, that's a good, good call. I, I did, uh, did think that uh, as we go along, Luke. With the um, with the on-field personnel, what uh, what new signings do you have at Macedonia? Yeah, we've got a few. We've got a couple of visa players that come yeah. in. We've got Kingsley that you know everyone saw on the weekend. Oh, yeah, we did. The, the, uh, the best goal of the, of the week, which is which is great. Um, and he, he's a fantastic player for us. You know, very quick, very strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, gets in and around the defenders and to both finish and you know set up players as well. So I think the last two games he's had a goal and assist in each one, which is you know great for us. <laughs> and then at the back we've brought in you know another. Uh, centre back as well, just to firm up through there, and, um, James McGowan. Um, so yeah, we've, uh, the, the, the the back line itself is you know very strong. Um, then we've also got you know our existing players as well, guys like you know your Giles Davies, and your Asher Nelson, your Alex Teneskis. You know Dion hasn't even played you know yet because he's been injured. Um, and then we've got you know a couple other young guys which haven't showed yet because they've got injuries but you know be sensational players once once days that have come on as well and even young guys like you know Tiger and Kai um that have come into the squad. Kai was with us last year and you know was fortunate enough that um he slotted to left back for us. I think it was a Perth game from memory. Um he came off the, uh came in from the twenties and you know had an absolute blinder he got um, out of the match for that game and you know then it's always uh, it, it was tough for you know the the other players to, <laughs> to knock him out of the squad. So that's, you know that's what you want within oh the yeah. squad. You want a lot of depth and you want a lot of competition. And I think we've got a really good balance this year. Um, that's why you know we're um, we're we're confident we'll be up there. Yeah, um, like you say, up. Luke, when you what you also want is is the those youngsters who realise that. I've got that opportunity, and not only do they grab it, they go, "You're not getting it back. This is mine now. This shirt's mine. You, you, you need to get my shirt, not the other way around." That is sensational. It's certainly um, uh, is a huge plus for the junior setup and the um, and the upcoming players at Sterling. Yeah, it is, and that, that's the good thing about Ian. Ian's always about pathways, so he, he wants to look at all the teams down to you know the under sixteen and mm. like what, what's coming through. Because if they're good enough, I'll throw them into the mix. Yep. Um, and when you've got a really good, balanced squad, it's easier throwing kids in um, as opposed to when you don't. And so we've got a lot of depth there, a lot of, lot of experience. And put, so putting one of the young kids in and giving them a run, it doesn't have too much of an effect on the overall game or style of play. You know, they, they tend to slide in pretty well if they can play at that level. Yep. And with the upcoming uh, Australia Cup, you've got. Uh what, what could be a potentially a banana skin in front of you with uh, North Beach uh, being your opponents? Uh, had yeah. You, yeah. I mean, do you know much about North Beach? Not really. Not but, really? You know, <laughs> yeah. so at the end of the day, like, I've, uh, I've, I've seen them at, you know, social games, yep. not social, amateur games in the past. Sure. You know, yeah. They've got a good, good support base. They're, um, they're uh, you know, more of an English-based type club. That's right, yep. Um, they'll definitely... 
turnover some, some money on the bar. Um, <laughs> <laughs> how much of a fan base they bring, I'm, I'm not sure. But, you know, in terms of their junior system, you know, they've got a fantastic junior yeah. system down there as well. The clubs, I don't know how many they've got, but they've got massive numbers. Um, so it's a full credit to them. And, you know, uh, we hope that they, they bring a lot of fans along and we make it a good event. Yep. Yep. And... Uh... Sterling, this week have um, who have they got to, to, to playing to today? Red Star. Red Star, that's right, and that's um, that's away at up at Joondalup. Is that correct? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so obviously um, second from last year plays third from last year, so it'll be a very very tight game. Um, Red Star play a really good brand of football. Um, obviously, Daryl Nichol, uh, amazing striker, wants to keep him under control. I think he scored more goals. Uh, personally, than what we scored in the second half of the season. So um, <laughs> we'll need to keep you under control for the day. But you know, they've got a good balanced squad and you know, some good youth through there as well. So we know that we'll be up against a really really tight contest. Um, so it'll be a good test for us. Yep. Yeah, sure will. Yeah. And um, just if it's uh, okay with you, I'll just run through a few of those other fixtures. We've got Inglewood playing Balcatta. Uh, Perth Glory will take on Armadale. Coburn City will take on Bayswater City. Perth Soccer Club will take on Sorrento, as mentioned. Red Star will play Macedonia and Olympic Kingsway will take on another one of their rivals. And it's surprising how many of their rivals are actually in the NPL. Uh, they'll take on <laughs> they'll take on Florid, uh, as you mentioned, Luke, at a 7 o'clock yeah. kickoff. So the other games were 3 o'clock kickoffs. The Olympic Kingsway Florid game is 7 o'clock and you can watch those live and free on streamer if you get that on your devices. Luke... Again, uh, uh, apologies for, like I said, uh, when I've mentioned uh, off-air, the technical issues I had there. I know you're a busy man on match day and I will not take up too much more of your time. I appreciate your taking my phone call and the amount of time you give to this station and, in particular, this program. So thank you very much uh, for joining us and we'll definitely be in touch during the season. Uh, Oh, lastly, before we go, how disappointed are you that... uh, that Macedonia Park uh, didn't end up being the uh, one of the train-on venues for the World Cup. I, I was going to ask you oh, that. Yeah, it, 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 it's pretty disappointing. Yeah, it was um, such a strange yeah. decision. I thought, well, you know, yeah. how, like you, you look at the facilities, you look at, like say, what, particularly the lighting, uh, and, and yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think at the end of the day with it all, like um, uh, Kingsway's, got a huge amount of support from, from yep. the council. Yes, it did. Yep. Um, but, you know, when you've got huge backing from your council to, to put into, into infrastructure, you know, that's a big plus and provides yes. confidence to the teams. And, and same with Sorrento, they've got a fair bit that's gone into that. At our end, you know, similar, like I said, we're, we're funding for grandstand seating. Mm-hmm. You know, we're a privately owned venue. So um, we right. don't get the same right. sort of support from the feds or from the right. council that the others do. Um so, you know, our facility itself, you know, ticked all the boxes completely. And when the guys came through, they said it was absolutely amazing. Um, but for whatever reason, they decided that, you know, those two were better options. And it is what it is. You know, that's just yeah. competition, whether it be on the field or, you know, at a club level as well. So we wish the guys well. Um, and, hope, and hopefully it all goes you know, really well for them. It's a, it's a positive for the state, but it would yeah. have been nicer for... I guess um, I, I love the fact that there's a football centre. But personally, yeah. I would have thought that yeah. if that money was spread over to better facilities, um, you may have been able to attract 
more clubs, more more countries to WA as a yep. and, and again, another surprising decision was the uh, the, the the home of football. That football centre was also uh, overlooked as a training venue. Which um, you know, well, it, it, it's not a training venue. It, it's basically a hub. Um, it's a hub. Yeah, yeah. Same, as, same as Dorian Garden. So not. Yeah, but it was never going to be uh, a training venue. Yeah, already, um, yeah, already, already put it on. yeah. Thank you for correcting me on yeah. that one, Luke. You 100% correct. Right. As soon as you went, I went, no, the correct phrase is hub. <laughs> and you're right yeah. in, in calling it exactly that. But, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah so. Uh, well, well, while I got you, Hugh, just, Go. um, just plug the, the last Glory game. And, yeah, um, yeah, uh, by, venue, certainly. Yeah, so obviously, there's two, two, two games. There's this Saturday, sorry, this Sunday has been tomorrow, the three o'clock game for the women. Mm-hmm. Um, so get down to that. Um, so three o'clock rather than four. And then on the 1st of April, uh, which is a 7 pm kickoff, um, that's the last game at, at Macedonia Park for the year. Yep. Now, in that game, we're actually going to be raising money to Bank WA. Both Perth Glory and Sterling Macedonia have teamed up with Food Bank WA to, to rattle the tin and, and put some. Um, uh, some container sort of areas out the front so people can bring non-perishable foods to Good. that. Yeah. And um, so there'll be different distribution points. There's one basically at the council where the guys catch the, the bus from as well, um, the council car park there. And then there'll be other stations directly out the front of, of, of the main entrance. And then throughout the course of the night, there'll be people walking around uh, with donation um uh, I guess uh, Tyros, you know, for people who want to make any any cash donation as well. It's a really good cause. There's a lot oh, of people yeah. doing that stuff. So, um, you know, we see it as um, yeah, more people can get, get down and be generous. It'd be fantastic. Um, yep. In the UK, food bank, uh, football for food bank accounts for about 80% of donations. So, yeah, it, it, we're looking forward to it being a really big day for them. Yeah, my club, West Bromwich Albion, have been uh, huge in, in that. Uh, in that space as well, uh, exactly as you say, it, it, it's a it's a wonderful uh, initiative. And thank you very much for for letting our listeners know there, so they can bring their non perishable food, or if they just want to uh, make the donation, all of uh, all of those things are going to be there. And uh, yeah, that's that's brilliant. Thank you, Luke. Uh, no again, I will. Uh, not just me. The, the team will be back in touch with you during the season to. Uh, touch base with all things Sterling Macedonia. Thank you very much for your time and uh, go well today, mate. Right. Thank you. Thanks very much. Good on you. Thank you very much. That was Luke Pavlos, the president of Sterling Macedonia, telling us all things about Sterling. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's a wonderful initiative. So that will be the last glory game, our home game of the season. And by all means, as... Luke has said, bring down your non-perishable foods. You can put that into the receptacles at uh, at the entry gate or you can make that donation. Or if you're in the position to do so, you can do both because all of that money raised will go to the uh, wonderful charity. And as you said, Food Bank is a, is a wonderful initiative helping those that uh, need that help. Uh, now, as I will do before I get... Um, Uncle Jack, as he likes to be called, but uh, Yosam Mawolo, uh, the head coach for Chipolopo on the line. Let's go through some of those other fixtures because, we're, as I said, we've done the uh, NPL uh, result uh, from last weekend, and sorry to not get it earlier, Penny, was the Perth Red Star uh, 
and the Perth Soccer Club Women's Night Series Final. And what a cracker that was. That went down to penalties after the game finished 2-2. And Perth Soccer Club won 7-6 on penalties. Always love a a game that, uh, you know, you get the, the kicks from the penalty mark, shootout, and, you know, it's 2-1 because... Balls are being sprayed all over the place, but uh, you know that was um, that was a wonderful shootout. That one. Now with the uh, team base camps, as we spoke with Luke about that, uh, we have the two teams being based here in Borlu and Denmark being the first of those. They will play two games here in Borlu. They will be hosting uh, hosted by. Um, Olympic Kingsway, so they'll be based at the Kingsway Reserve. And the other one is, where did I see that? Oh, it's also from Group D, and that'll be Haiti. And as Luke said, they will be basing themselves at the Percy Dawn Reserve or, um, yeah, the full, on the FIFA Women's World Cup 2023 uh, webpage. It also tells you where they're going to be staying. So Haiti will be staying at the Rendezvous, Rendezvous Hotel in Scarborough. And Denmark will be staying at the Doubletree by Hilton on the waterfront. So there you go. How cool is that? State League football. Let me just make a little bit of background noise so it's not just me rattling on. State League football kicks off this weekend as well. State League Division 1 was last night. I don't have the result for that one, unfortunately, so please... Accept my apologies, but that was Mandra City who took on Gosnells. Mum will take on Subiaco today at three o'clock. Up United will take on Dianella White Eagles. Forestfield United will take on Rockingham City. Western Knights will take on Gwilup Croatia. So that is a replay of the uh, Australia Cup fixture. And Fremantle City will take on UWA Netherlands. As I say, all those games are kicking off at 3pm today. Uh, I won't go through the the venues. You know where they're playing. Men's State League Division 2. Balgo will take on Maddington White City. 3 o'clock kickoff for all of these. Apart from the Wanneroo City Kingsley Westside, which is a 6 o'clock kickoff at the Wanneroo City Soccer Club. Ashfield will take on Morley Windmills. Bit of a local derby there. Swan United will take on Joondalup City. Karamar Shamrock Rovers will take on Canning City. Oh, there's another different charm frame. Sorry, I didn't t- check that too far. Curtin Uni will take on Quinns. And that is a 5.30 kickoff at Edinburgh Oval. Some... Uh, Australia Cup ties that will be taking place over the weekend of the 22nd and 23rd. I won't go through the whole lot, but um, Margaret River Football, Margaret River. Unfortunately, they, they, got, um, they got done. Uh, where was that result? I'll find that in just a moment because I had that. No, I didn't. Anyway, disappeared on me. Of course it did but we will go through those fixtures that are coming up for the next round of the Australia Cup. Maddington White City will take on Quinns. 
Sorrento. So all the NPL sides uh, in this draw will take on Ashfield. Uh, Florida Athena will take on Jaguar Football Club, so that should be a, uh, an interesting tie. Perth AFC, uh, one of the powerhouses of the amateur Premier Division, will take on Inglewood United. They have the home ground advantage there. Gwellup Croatia will take on Armadale. Sterling Macedonia, as we said when we spoke with Luke Pavlos, will take on North Beach Soccer Club, and they do bring a crowd. There's no two ways about that. Balcada FC will take on Joondalup City FC. Olympic Kingsway will take on Bayswater, uh, an all-NPL tie there. And Fremantle City Football Club will take on the Perth Soccer Club. So keep your eyes out for that. That, as I say, will be on the weekend of the 22nd and 23rd. That was the Dan Busters theme. Dan Busters theme. Um, semi-finals of the Hyundai Women's League Night Series take place this Sunday at UWA Sports Park. Port Kennedy will face UWA Netherlands, and that will be followed by Hyundai NTC taking on Fremantle City. And the final will be at E&D Littis Stadium on Sunday, the 2nd of April, with a 5.15 kickoff. And that will be streamed live, the final. So, as I say, the Port Kennedy uh, UWA game is a 5 o'clock kickoff, and the Hyundai NTC Fremantle City is a 7.15 kickoff. And if those scores are level at the end of regular play, they will go straight to kicks from the penalty mark. You have Hugh in the chair for... Radio Fremantle's The World Football Programme. We will go to another break. And after the break, we will have the head coach of Chipolopo FC, Uncle Jack, or Yassam Mwowo, to talk to us all things about that wonderful club. Plenty more to come. Stick with us. Radio Fremantle, 107.9 FM. Hey, hey, it's Futsal WA, the leading futsal organisation in Western Australia. With continually growing men's, women's and junior competitions for any ability levels all year and all around Perth, Futsal WA also provides elite development pathways and competitions for juniors, youth and seniors. The fun, fast-paced social aspect of the game could be the perfect fit for you. To enter a team or to find out more, contact us on 0432 745 140 or simply at www futsalwa.org.au Gate and Fence Hardware WA your one stop shop for all gate and fence hardware components, wrought iron, automation and electronic gate security we can offer great advice and solutions for your project trade and layman welcome hardware shipped all over Australia contact the team on 92586822 or shop online at gateandfencehardware.com.au Station sponsor. Oswest Fencing and Royal Iron is a fourth generation family business. Bring us about your custom gate and fence projects. We can manufacture, install, or automate your gates, offer electronic security, or simply just provide sound advice. 
Let our family look after your family. Oswest Fencing and Raw Tire. Call us on 9258-6822. Station sponsor. The top station on your radio dial, Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM. And just before we get Uncle Jack on the line, we'll go through some of those A-League results from the Isuzu Ute A-League men's that were played on round 21. Adelaide United 5, Wellington Phoenix 1. What a shock. That was a, yeah, huge result there for Adelaide. Brisbane Raw 1, Western United 0. Newcastle Jets 2, Perth Glory 2. In the Sydney Derby, Sydney FC 0, Western Sydney Wanderers 4. Come on, you Wanderers. And the Melbourne Victory 2, Central Coast Mariners 0. And MacArthur 1, Melbourne City 1. That has the A-League men's, the Isuzu Ute A-League men's ladder with Melbourne City still top of the table, but that uh, lead has narrowed to just four points to Adelaide, who are flying. They are absolutely roaring up the table. Western Sydney Wanderers are in third place. The Glory, uh, well, you know, we're on 24 points from 21 games played. Melbourne's victory have the game in hand, which is the... Uh, Oh, actually, no, they don't, because that game against Melbourne City where they had all that hoo-ha, I think that's been called null and void, so they don't have a game in hand. Or do they? I've forgotten how that... uh, Because that game was abandoned. It must be played. Anyway, Melbourne victory, bottom of the table, 20 games played, 21 points, so they're only three points behind the glory on the ladder. And if we go up to the... Uh, playoff position, which is six spot Sydney. The Glory are only three points behind them. So it is a tight, tight league there. Uh, with the Liberty A-League women's, we will go through some of the results from round 18. Adelaide United 2, Newcastle United Jets 2, Melbourne City 1, Sydney FC 1. Canberra United 1, Melbourne Victory 1, Wellington Phoenix 0, Perth Glory, your beauty 1. Sorry about that. And the final game of the round was Western Sydney Wanderers 3, Brisbane Raw 1. That has uh, the Wanderers, uh, sorry, Western United, top of the table, uh, five points clear of Sydney. All these. Most of these sides have played 16 games. Uh, and the glory, again, it's, a, it's a, as I spoke with Molly, it's an odd season. They're having, I believe, a, a, an outstanding season. Uh, 15 games played, six wins, four draws and five losses and are on 22 points. So uh, just three points behind Canberra United in fifth place and, uh, unfortunately, a... A whopping 14 points behind the Western United franchise. Which, you know, again, some of those draws, they, um, yeah, it, yeah, it happens. It happens. Fixed is coming up this weekend for the Women's Liberty A-League 
is Melbourne... No, what have I got? Sorry. Uh, Newcastle Jets will take on Wellington Phoenix. Sydney FC will take on Adelaide United. Western United will take on Canberra United. Melbourne Victory will play Brisbane Roar. And as Luke Pavlos uh, mentioned, a three o'clock kickoff at Macedonia Park. Perth Glory will take on Melbourne City. As I say, Melbourne City, uh, one of the teams that were, are in our sights. They are only seven points, so if the Glory get the result that we all expect, that will then go down to four points. So likewise there. Did I do the men's? I don't think I did the Isuzu Ute fixtures, did I? Yeah, let me go through those ones then. Yeah, oh, maybe I won't. Maybe I won't. Yeah, it's all right. We will get... Uncle Jack on the line very shortly. You are listening to the World Football Programme with Huey on 107.9 Radio Fremantle. yet. Here it comes. This is another one of the tracks that comes from Why England, 20 anthems to inspire a nation. BBC Orchestra. There it is. The Colonel Bogey theme from Bridge Over the River Kwai. Uncle Jack, join us shortly. Thank you. 
Couldn't help myself. That's for all you English out there. That was the Colonel Bogey theme tune or the theme from the Bridge on the River Kwai. Joining us on the line now is everyone's favourite head coach, Uncle Jack, who is the head coach at Chipolopo FC. Good morning, Uncle Jack. How are you today? Good morning. I'm very well. I'm doing great. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing very well now that I can hear you, that's for sure. <laughs> another day, another day. Another day and away we go. <laughs> Uncle Jack, there might be more than a few of our wonderful listeners out there who go, Chipolopo FC, who are they? Yeah. What's going yeah, on? Yeah. So can you please inform our listeners who Chipolopo FC are and how they came into being, please? Oh, okay. That's good. Thanks for that. Um, we're just a young club. We started about 15 years ago. Yes. Uh, we started, I started, personally started with uh, my friend, Jonas, um, uh, Mr. Kabemba and a few other boys. Uh, we just came together, see if we can bring these boys who are just roaming around the streets so that we can take them from anything that will mislead them. Yep. That's how we came up. Yeah, it's a multicultural, multicultural uh, club. Yes, club. Everyone, everyone who comes there, we've had a lot of boys that from there go to the leagues and go up high in their 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 passion. Yeah, that's how yep. I started. And you're currently playing in the still playing in the North Metropolitan uh, Premier League. Yeah, we're still in the North. I don't know how this year will be like. Last year was the. Uh, it was not, but now I think they've combined football West has combined. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Another realignment from Football West. It's, yeah, this, it's in the process of streamlining it to make it easier for everybody. You, you are correct. Yep, it's a National Premier League. Yep. Uh, yeah. Now, Chipolopo. I did yeah. some... And all, all you lo- lovely listeners out there, hold on, to your, hold on to your chairs. I did some research. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it means copper bullets. And the Zambian national side... Uh, yes. Their nickname's Chipolobo. So, the Australian national side is nicknamed the Socceroos. The Zambian yes. national side, nicknamed Chipolopo. Um, well, we, we we come with that with that name. Basically, we come with that name just to have anything affiliated from back home. Like, you can sit down and walk. I've got this here. This is home. We call this, this is our second home here. But, yeah. yeah, we came up with that name just something but uh we'll be soon changing we'll be soon changing the name oh yeah to can you give our listeners a uh, a bit of a sneak no, no, no. uh, uh, uh wow well, the name hasn't come up yet but we'll be soon changing the name you're not changing it to zambia are you <laughs> 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 that would be a change no 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 we'll be changing to old zambia yeah wow <laughs> <laughs> More of Australian, yeah. And still be playing in the green, or you're going to yeah, check? Yeah. Oh. Uh, no, we'll still be playing in green, and uh, yeah, we'll still be playing in green, yeah. Now, we first uh, crossed paths with that uh, uh, Australia Cup up at... Um, Krakowia. Krakowia, that's right, yeah. it was. What a... What a game that was! I, yeah. The, the the style that you guys play, and credit to you as the head coach, was just breathtaking. I mean, that first half was end to end. Anyone who who saw, particularly that, you know, the first half of that game, and I was one of them, were just mesmerised. But it's like, who who's going to win this game? Uh, unfortunately, you ended up on the on the wrong side of the of the ledger, thanks to 
Well, sh- should we call it a dodgy penalty? <laughs> well, that doesn't do too much here. That doesn't do too much, exactly. Um, well, that, that's, that's how soccer is. Soccer can go either way. Yes, it can. Um, uh, soccer can go either way. But looking at what the, the boys played, the boys played very well. Just yes, they did. The, 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 the penalty got into their head, and the, the weather also wasn't helpful. The weather wasn't helpful. And probably we got, we, the boys got distracted a bit, and that's how we lost that game. We didn't lose that. We were lost. We didn't do good, but we just got distracted. That's all. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. That yeah. Um, so, Chipolopo play out of the uh, the Ted Cross Park. Is it? Is it, if I if I got that right? Yeah, uh, Ted Cross Memorial Park. Memorial Ted, Park. Yeah, that's where we are. We've been there for the last uh, fifteen years. Yeah, fifteen years now. Wow, and how are you finding that? It's uh, obviously it's, it's home. Um, how are the facilities out there? Yeah, the facilities, well, they're not the best, actually. I'll be <laughs> honest with you. They're not the best. I've been talking to our corporate partners instead of staring. Yeah. See if they can improve the, the the shower. We don't have the showers. Oh. Uh, it's, 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 it's pathetic. It's not It's not the best. Not the best. Um, yeah. Wow. To, to put up with that for 15 the, the, years. The, the change rooms, the change rooms, the... Uh, no. Uh, it's an odd structure. It's an yeah. odd structure, short. It's an odd structure. So we hope maybe this year, next year, instead of staying there, look into it. And then we have been writing to them to see if they can improve, improve. Especially that now we've got two teams now. Yes. We've got two teams this year. We're putting two teams. That's uh, and first they, team in reserve, is that correct? Uh, no, no, no. We've started with one team in, in pre. Uh, the other team will still be in Premier and the other one will start in Division, division 2. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. Yeah. But looking at our, um, uh, our facilities there, they don't really help us much. Uh, quite uh, disappointing, anyway. No, it's one of the uh, uh, few grounds that I probably haven't refereed at the Ted Cross Memorial Park. So that's why I was asking that question. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry to have brought that up. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well, that, that's, that's that's a reality. That's a reality. Yeah, but and the, the, when we're training in the night as well, the lights are not the best as well. So we we just do whatever we can do just to keep the boys out of uh, out of the streets. Yeah. That's our main aim. That's our main aim. We try as much as possible. We help. Most of them are students. We and, try as much. Yeah, and and I, I noticed that um, you're a, a not-for-profit club as well. Can you explain to our listeners exactly what that means, please? Sorry, I missed that question. What did you say? That on your website, it yeah. is that Chipolopo FC is a not-for-profit club. Can you, well, yeah, can you explain yeah, yeah. that? Yeah, it's, it's, it's not a profit club. It's just a, a, a bunch of us come together to support it. We try. It's, it's, yes, um, last season and the other season, uh, we had um, sponsored, thank God. Well, I just want to say thank you to them. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, the first, first they deal in disability, they came out on board, the uh, director will join us. Yep. And the Stanley College also came on board. They helped us a lot. Yeah, well, that's how that's how we've been surviving through uh, people chipping in, do this, do that. And the food boys as well, when we register, we try and help out all the boys who can't really manage to pay the 
I was going to ask that question. Balga um, Soccer Club have a um, a fee-free structure. Is that similar at Chipolopo as well? No, 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 no. We don't, we don't have that. Uh, we're trying to see if we can apply for that grant, but mm-hmm. we we'll try. We've tried so many times. We've never, we've never managed to get it. Oh. It'd, be, it'd be good to have that grant to help out the boys, uh, but we don't get it. So we really go out of our way, out of our pocket. Yes. You know, soccer's not easy. It's not cheap. No, no, it never has been. Well, I mean, it, it used to be. Yeah, it used to, you know. Yeah. But, um, the fires, painting mm. of the lines, the kids, the water, at the end of the day, when you look at the whole the day, now we've got, we'll, we'll be having two teams, we'll be looking at easy 500 bucks, easy 500 bucks for the day. Yeah, yeah, and that, yeah, exactly, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult for... Um, a community club like you, like yourself that is doing great things in the uh, in the community. Um, yeah, you, you, well, again, that's a that's government for you. We, uh, we we're not a government show; we're a sports show, so we won't get into those sorts of discussions. What uh, what surprised me um, when I spoke to you at uh, Krakovia is your um, fondness for the Saudi Arabian national side. What, what's happening there? <laughs> I would have thought I would have thought it would have been the Zambian side that you began because I asked you who do you follow and I, and I, and I thought surely it'd be Zambian you went straight up first thing Saudi Arabia and the look on my face no. you should have taken a photo because uh, I'm going what you know, you know why I said that um, <laughs> it was uh, at the at the tournament the World Cup tournament the one we just, just passed it it was just a surprising team that came up on the on the on the top teams and won the major, won the the most, uh, the most, uh, I would say, important team in the world. So that's why I was saying, oh, I support uh, Saudi Arabia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and as I was teeing you up there, I, I, I broke you that uh, that uh, <laughs> that world-breaking result. Uh, the international friendlies from overnight: Saudi Arabia one, Venezuela two. <laughs> you got beat by Venezuela. <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't. I didn't even watch. Although my, <laughs> although the the back home in in Zambia, uh, Zambia won. They they they're preparing for the African uh, Cup and the World Cup preparation. So they won uh, on Friday. Oh, yeah, Friday. Yeah. Let me. Where do they play? Uh, they played in Lesotho, one of the small countries in Africa, next to South Africa, in the middle of South Africa. You know, there's no small countries in Africa. They're all big countries in Africa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, when you look at Lesotho, it's a small, it's a small town. It's a small country compared to my country or South Africa. Okay. Now mm-hmm. we we um we had uh, and it, it was a while back now, but um, you would have been around. Were you? I'll ask the question correctly. Let me get the question worded correctly. In 1993, there was that. Uh, Tragic uh, event with the Zambian national team when they had that yes. air crash and basically the, the whole side was wiped out. Um, yes. Would you like to tell our listeners about that one, please? Oh yeah, that, that was a, a very sad moment that, that time. Yeah. So that the team, that team could have really gone far. Could have oh yeah, fight the World Cup could have gone a little. It was a sad moment that time. But uh, the love of the game, we couldn't cry. For long, we had to regroup, and everyone had everyone else. They had to pick players from everyone, everywhere in the 
in the country and they grouped and the, uh, they, they did well. They did well. It was a sad moment and uh, we still think, we still remember it. There's a, there's a day that we also, uh, got the uh, where they were buried and uh, the, the respect for those, uh, those people who passed. Yeah. But, uh, it was, uh, and again, it was most, big... most people may not, uh, yeah, being that uh, African and Unfortunately, in, in this particular country, we are more European-centric. Uh, um, but, you know, the South American and, and the, the African football is, is some of the world's, um, some of the world's best. And, and, yeah, that, that particular uh, accident, um, yeah, basically took the heart out of... Well, not basically. It took the heart out of uh, Zambian football for a, a number of years. You know, they were on the way to um, the uh, World Cup qualifier against Senegal. And and yeah. every yeah nobody survived that crash. It was it was a horrible horrible thing. And the the, the really the really nasty thing is that it uh, was concluded that it was a pilot error that uh, that caused that crash. Wow, well, so far up to now, um, yeah, the report came out, but nobody knew what really went wrong. But, uh, it is what it is. If the destiny is done, then. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, so for for, for people that. Again, if, if, if you remember the history of the 94 World Cup was won by Italy, but the 88 Olympic Games in Seoul... Um, yeah, we did well. We did well. You, you, you thrashed Italy 4-0. I mean, you did well. You beat, you beat the team that was building and they ended up winning the next World Cup. You, I mean, you flogged them 4-0. Yeah, we, we, we did well. That was a good performance again that time. That was the same team. That was the term, that's the term right. Team that's, yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. This is the team mm. that, that that thrashed Italy at, at, mm. at, at Olympic Games, and in the in the blink of an eye, it uh, it's all taken away. You know, uh, my boss is Italian. Always, if he talks, he loves soccer. Every time when he talks too much, I said, "Oh, dude, I'll put you back to where you belong." Remember the team that we beat you. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and, and of course the correct answer to that, if you're Italian, you go. When did that happen? <laughs> well, let me explain exactly when that happened. <laughs> I sit down and explain to him, and then, oh, okay, no, it was just misunderstanding. The boys they thought they would get it, and they were surprised. That that's how soccer is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and Zambia has a, a, a huge uh, and and, uh, and great history, particularly in the African uh, Cup of Nations. Uh, was 2012 the last time they won it, or have they won it since then? I, I, I can't remember. Well, the, the last time they won it was in 2012. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's, uh, yeah. Again, we were discussing with a, uh, a previous guest how much I love a penalty shootout, and that that went to the uh, eight-seven in the in the final. I mean, extra yeah, the, extra time and an eight-seven shootout. How cool is that? Um, and that was against. Well, well, um, well, that, that, that was, that was our game, anyway. All, all the tournament, that was the, the boys did great. They were winning, winning, winning to the end of the tournament. Yeah. They did well. They did well. Yeah. But they... from, from that time, yes, we've been building, because most of the boys were, most of the boys have retired, the one that won the, the, the tournament. So now they've been rebuilding a new team. Now we've got a good team. Most of the boys are playing in Europe. Got a good team. And is the... Current cycle, the uh, the Cup of Nations. You, you said that that started uh, when? No, the, those are qualifying games. Uh, the qualifying games. Oh yeah, both, I, I, uh, I, I can't get my head around that. Where you get to groups of three teams, and I, I, yeah, they're qualifying for the Cup of Nations, and then you get into another qualifying. It, it, yeah. Into the World Cup again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
That's the eighth week, so, yeah. It's the World Cup? No, it can't be the World Cup cycle, is it? No, we, what they've done, they've combined the, the, the African Cup, then they'll go to a uh, World Cup at qualifying games as well. As well. That's how it's Wow. Mm. Yeah, there's a, a... I know at the um, the youth levels that they do that, um, uh, as Australia found out, to, uh, to their, um, their horror that um, at the youth levels, it's the Asian Cup... Uh, at under twenty oh, yeah, level, yeah. They, they get you to the Olympics or the World Cup, and they uh, they got knocked out at the quarterfinals, which was the yeah you need to make the semis to get onto the um, get into the World Cup. So they yeah they they found out the hard way. Oh, okay, that's interesting. The um, the African Confederation has gone that way as well. Yeah, yeah, they've gone that way as well. So it's uh, it's interesting. It's interesting. Soccer has really changed big time because some of the teams that we struggled to beat back home in Africa, well. They've become giants as well. Yeah. yeah. Like I was telling you, a small country like this. So those are the teams that even if you go and 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 prepare to go and beat them. But now you have to plan and see how you can beat them. Everyone's working up on soccer. Yep. Yep. Just like just like here, before when we started playing in our league, we used to beat teams nine. Is seven zero, but today it's hot. Yes, it's it is. Yeah. So it's, it's it's interesting the way soccer is now. Yep, Uncle Jack, who uh, are Chipolopo playing in their first game this season, please? The first game, um, the first, we've got cup games coming next next Sunday. I think yep. we've got Jundab and uh, and and who? Where's that going to be played at, at Ted Cross Memorial? Yeah. Uh, We've got one at Ted Cross Memorial and the uh, one in Jundab. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. that will be interesting. That'll be interesting, really. Uh, we've got two teams now. Both teams are in the cup, so we'll see how we go. We, we want to see the next season if this this one goes well. Yep. Now I want to bring the the juniors. Brilliant. So yeah, if anyone wants to uh, find out and join Chipolopo FC, how do they do that, please? Um, they, can, they can go to our website. Mm-hmm. They can go there. Numbers there. They can go to our website. We're basically looking for more players, actually, since now we yep. put two teams looking for any players who can come and play and can come and support. Yep. And they come and be part of uh, the, the, the team. It's a family team. Oh, yes, know, it is, yeah. Family team. It's a family team that accommodates anyone. We're looking for a coach as well to help out. So if anyone wants to come and volunteer to come on the coach, well, uh, welcome to come through. Uh, physios as well. We're looking for them. And uh, anyone who wants to just come and help us, uh, that'll be great. That'll be great. Financially, anything, support, that'll be great. Sensational. Uncle Jack, thank you very much for joining us on the World Football Programme here at Radio Fremantle. I really do thank you for your time and we will get in touch with you, I know I will, get in touch with you during the season to find out just exactly how Chipolopo are getting on. Yeah, sure, I should. I just want to say thank you so much for our sponsors who have been on board with us. Please, we need more support from you. If you're listening out there, we need more support from them. So it's not an easy one, but we really appreciate you coming on board and helping us and do all these things. If you can't do this as one, we need as a, we need everyone to come in as a team. Yes, we do. Mm. 
As I and say, thanks so much for the, for, the, for the interview, for everything. I really is, appreciate it. It is my pleasure. You know that. That's why uh, I continued to, uh, when we had that miscommunication, that's why I continued oh, to. Oh, yeah, yeah, to, yeah. To get, that was my fault. It was, it's always yeah. my fault. <laughs> so, and I just want to say thank you for my team, the, 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 the team that I work with, the committee. They're really yes. doing a good job. Uh, the time they spend there, uh, volunteering is not an easy thing. But they're there, twenty four seven when you when you need them. I really appreciate that as well. Yep, yep, and uh, yeah. As most clubs will know, you can't get too far without a uh, a, a fabulous team of volunteers in uh, yes. in those executive levels because nobody wants to do that. But those that do usually they find, do, usually they do find themselves good. under a, a mountain of paperwork and uh, and oh, can you do this and can you do this and can you do this? Exactly. Yeah. When it comes to football, when it comes to football <laughs> staring, come to that. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I really want to appreciate everyone who's been there. Brilliant. Thank you, Uncle Jack. You enjoy Thank the rest you. of the day and you have Bye-bye. a wonderful season and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. That is my pleasure. Thank you. Bye for now. Bye. And that was Uncle Jack or uh, Yosam Mawuru, the head coach at Chipolopo FC. My time has come to an end and I can hear you all going out there. Thank you very much for that. I'd like to thank our long-time partners, Futsal WA, the biggest and best futsal competition in Perth, Oswest Fencing and Wrought Iron for custom front fencing, gates and gate automation projects and installs and Gate and Fence Hardware WA for all the hardware and parts you need to make your fence and gate project look schmicko. The World Football Programme will be back again next week at the same time. Please join us then. Coming up next is Len with Bags Groove. It is coming up to midday. Get yourself out to a football game whenever you can. You've seen and heard those fixtures. And I will be back soon. Bye for now. Join us again next week at the same time for the World Football Program on Radio Fremantle 107.9 FM.